Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse video game news and reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the Gaming Community, and with me, as always, is Diddy. Daddy, folks. And Jay Dimes. What's up? Gentlemen, it is episode 102. We are back live on twitch.tv slash alexalbisu, where we do this thing usually every Monday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Episode 102, we're recording on March 22nd, 2021. Uh, we're talking about the... Uh, the social aspect of gaming, and this is going to be a this is going to be an interesting topic. So uh, you know, let's face it. Um, it's been a long year, and it's only been a few a few months into this year. But really, all of twenty twenty has been uh, uh, in the back of our minds. Times uh, have been trying, and we miss our friends and family. But one of the things that has made it somewhat bearable is video games. Not the actual playing of them, which has been great, but the social aspect of playing with friends. Um, we have had virtual get-togethers and meetups, and it's actually been a boost for those interactions. So we're going to dive into the social aspect of games and how it affects our lives today on Joystick and Mouse. Uh, gentlemen, happy Monday. Brand new week. Brand new excitement. Um, let's talk about what's going on in our lives. Uh, Diddy, what are, you, what are you talking about? You're, you've joined the dark side. What is this all about? I have completely gone over to the dark side of and joined the Sith Apple Nation. What, what does that even mean? So, so I, I'm setting up my streaming uh, setup to have a second computer to actually do the streaming. Uh-huh. And so I went out and got myself a MacBook Air to uh, one, of the, one of the new ones with the M1 chip in it. To, uh, making Stevie Jobs my, proud. That's right. Set up as my streaming computer. I love that. Um, and actually, it's, it's it's interesting. There are there are a lot more actually tools and pieces of software for it than yeah, whatever thought. Yeah, way more than you'd like, expect. Listen, you know, it's it's there's there's a level of irony to the fact that you know Diddy's on this show with two former fruit stand employees and he has finally been converted when yeah. we started wow. this he had an android phone yeah it's my and all pcs and now <laughs> he has an iphone yes. and he has a mac yeah. i'm proud of you diddy it, you're making the it right took decisions. 10 years to get my sister there like we didn't even it didn't even take this long for diddy so so here's the story my wife and i would send messages to each other and and it was in calendar calendar invites and stuff like that and they just get lost we have no idea where they went who they were going to they wouldn't show up on my calendar my invites would show up on her calendar or just was a whole mess so um she'd send me a text message ether but it'd be like in some other messaging service or something so decided to uh to get an iphone so that we could be in the same ecosystem, at least for messaging and calendar and, and that kind of thing. Welcome to the um, dark side. It is fun over has, here and we have less bugs. That has right. worked into, I now have a, a yes. A, oh, you have a magic mouse with a magic mouse. Oh, well, okay. So th this is hers. This is her magic mouse. Well, uh, Mrs. Diddy's magic mouse. Um, but she didn't like it. Does she have a Mac or she just bought the magic mouse? She has a MacBook Pro. Okay. See, listen. Truly, your better half. Make sure she knows I said that. Mm -hmm. Truly, your better half. <laughs> she knows she's the better half. <laughs> she knows. She knows what this is about, Jay Dimes. She knows. Yo, Diddy, what you should <laughs> what you should get is the is the the magic the magic pad. That's what you want is the magic pad. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a it. laptop. Doesn't have the magic pad built into it. No, no, no! But they have a standalone trackpad, like, like track on pad. the side. You could have it on the side. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I like that more than the Magic Mouse. Magic Mouse yeah. is fine. It's fine. It's fine. I use one right here. Look, right here on my iMac, I mean, right I, here. I use a trackball at work, so I really like. I can't. Yeah, play that's games weird because I don't have enough buttons. But yeah, I could never get myself into the hole. See, uh, lots I, of I, thumb, lots of uh, weird. I gotta get a button. Get a button. Did you check know. out the little docs that I sent you? Uh, uh, it, it, 
stellar podcasting right here. <laughs> good, good visual uh, podcasting. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash AlexWC, you know what's up. <clears throat> what is that? Oh, oh, it's Little a doc. Top. So, so Little explain, doc. explain to everybody, explain to everybody what's, what's going on. Who's listening. So this is, um, so the Mac has the, the MacBook Airs only have two USB-C connectors. In the so side do the new them. MacBook Pros. So if you want to do anything, like if you want to hook up a display or uh, extra USB things, because I'm going to have three devices plugged into it, mm-hmm. you got to get an expansion dock. Um, so this is sort of this one's really cool. This is made by J5. Um, it actually you can change the top of it to different things. So, like, if you need an Ethernet connector, nice. you can put the Ethernet connector one on. Love it. Um, if you need a card reader, you put the card reader one on. Nice. Um, just like that. And then it just plugs in the side of the Mac because that's the exact spacing for the, oh, for yeah. the two USB-C connectors. Yeah. Like so I have a couple of them. I've got one that's going to stay on my desk permanently, but then I have another one comes with a little cable, yeah. and then it has two ports, two USB ports, SD, some really small SD port, Ethernet, and then nice, yeah, HDMI and I, USB. I can, can see that maybe I might have to hardwire it because it's wireless now. Mm. Um, so that one might come in handy. So. Nice. I like yep. I like seeing all this. By the way, Diddy is is a, a tinkerer by nature, but he's uh, embracing another side of the tinkering. Yeah, but this is just a different kind of tinkering. Exactly, right? exactly. <laughs> just, you know, it's tinkering in a box new... because you you can't really do as much tinkering with Macs as you can with PCs. But it's controlled oh, tinkering. Yeah, you... I don't know if that's I, true. I, I, I've been down. It's basically a Unix environment no no i know but like you know, unless I, you're gonna oh, avoid a warranty oh you mean from a hardware from a hardware perspective if you yeah. want to you can you just void warranties and stuff yeah so, i mean all of these these pretty much everything is soldered onto the board anyway that's so true not a whole lot of... yeah so here's that's the true. thing about apple though it always just works it does it so always said. just works um if the setup i i've got a brand new macintosh um or a macbook and seriously, less than half an hour, it was up and running. I love that. With I love that. All my settings. Yeah, and um, it brings everything in because you had it on your, you know, on the iCloud. Yeah. I, I love that, man. And, and how is it working, by the way, as a streaming computer? Uh, so far, so good. It's been pretty easy to set up. I haven't tried the the camera yet. Okay. Um. And I have to reconfigure my audio completely. So I'm going to have to tear it all apart and put it back together. I had to do that when I started. Alex's magic video. Um, (laughs) Hey, if anybody needs uh, a way to make two streaming PCs work and have a very, and figure out the audio complexities and you don't have like a Go XLR or something that makes it really easy, you have like a standard mixer and you want to know how to do that, hit us up. I'll send you a really good video. Email joystickmouse at gmail.com. I have the same problem with the Go XLR that I have with the Road uh, Roadcaster Pro is that it is too expensive for what it is. Mm-hmm. But they does, have a Go X- says the Go guy XLR who bought a three hundred and fifty dollar uh, GoPro. Well, I, yeah, you know, well, but you could have spent a thousand dollars on the camera too, right? <laughs> you could have. You could have. Yeah. You could have. Touche, sir. Touche. Um, that was a compromise to get a, a nice 4K camera and yeah. not go too far apart. But um, uh, the, one of the things I love about the Mac is if somebody sends me a message to my phone, I get it on my Mac, which is just great. It's That's really cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, there's a note here talking about how Jake is a moose. Yeah. What are you calling my son a moose for, Diddy? So... So Alex posts this picture of his son. That boy is thick. <laughs> He's a big boy. He is, he is a moose. I want to show you guys you the picture, picture that, it might, that it might be. Oh, wait, hold on. Let's see this one. Oh, yeah, look at that moose. The moose. 
this is Jake laying on me when I it was yesterday. If you're watching live on Twitch, you could see this picture of us snuggling on the couch. I fed him, uh, and he just passed boy, out. All backside. Oh my God, he he's got a lot of a lot of meat on that boy there. He's over 20 pounds at four uh, months old. To put in perspective, my daughter, who's about to turn four, she was 17 pounds at six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Diddy asked me, what do you feed that baby? And I said, smaller babies. Yes. Smaller babies. Smaller so, babies. My older son was like this. He had rolls on his rolls. Yeah. And, and now he's, you know, he's skinny as a rail. It's. You know, you just stretch it. That's my sister. My sister was huge when she was a baby. My sister is very slender now. <laughs> like, uh, Yeah, we would have never guessed her to be a chunky baby. No, she was fat. Fat. So anyway, uh, I thought that, that was funny. I, I want to tell you guys a story about how I got my PlayStation 5. Wait, hold on. Everybody. No, no, no. Do you have hey, it? Hey, hold on. Everybody calm down. You, you, calm you don't down. have it, have it. I have a confirmation code, gentlemen, which basically is the same thing. Let me tell you about the ordeal. <laughs> let me tell you about the ordeal that is ordering on Walmart.com. If you're trying to get a, a PlayStation 5, here is the ordeal. Okay, are you ready? I need you to listen to me, chat. Okay, here's the deal. You go to, you use the app, first of all. When you get an alert from uh, whoever you're following on Twitter, like I do, saying, hey, uh, drop over at Walmart for PlayStation 5 is coming right now. Here is what you do. You go to that page on your phone using the app, the Walmart app. Then when it goes live at, let's say, 1 p.m., you don't click that add to cart button. No, 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 no. You hold back. You do not go for that first wave. That's only the suckers. Only the suckers go for that wave. Instead, what you do is you wait 10 minutes because what Walmart does is that every 10 minutes they refresh the stock. So at 109, I want you to start spamming that add to cart button. Start spamming it because by the time 110 hits around, it, it'll say, uh, you know, not in stock yet, not in stock yet, not in stock yet. And then all of a sudden you get a, bzz. oh my gosh, what happened? Look at my cart. I have something in there. Let me go to my cart. Oh my God, it's a PlayStation 5. Who'd have thunk it? And then you go and you have the audacity to click check out. But guess what? It's out of stock again. It's in your cart, but it's out of stock. What is this? But it's still in your cart. So I'm going to hit uh, uh, check out again. Let me let me hit check out again. And, and again and again and again. Oh, I can finally enter in my payment information. Let me proceed. Let me proceed. Oh, it's out of stock again. What is this? You keep now, going on. through you it over and over again. Hold on. Right hold on. Rookie and you move. keep hold on and you keep pushing, you keep pushing it and then all of a sudden, voila. You have a confirmation code. You're good to go. And I have an email saying that my PlayStation 5 is coming sometime in April. April 12th or something, I don't remember. But that's how you do it. If you go online and you try to push the add to cart button, it's just going to it's going to, you know, give you all the out-of-stock bullshit. So, use the app. Follow my method. Let me know if it works for you. J-Dimes, what were you saying? So, first rookie move there. You always have to have your payment information set up. Oh, no, no. It, it's on there. That's the thing. It was on there, and it was still... But So, the way that they had it worked is, even if my payment information is there, I still had to enter the CVV code. Mm. You know what right. I mean? And so I would go in and add it. Oh, it's out of stock. Oh, it's out of stock. Oh, just kidding. Here's your confirmation my, code. You got it. My my method was so much easier. Have Jay yeah. Dimes do it for you? Just tell Jay Dimes I wanted one. <laughs> hey, this, I in 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 the holiday season, I got my hands on an Xbox One and two PlayStation Fives. I don't know. You're a I monster. kept neither of the PlayStation Fives. Neither were for me. Nope. One was for Diddy. Nope. The other one was for our friend Justin. You're just you're just a stud. Good looking out. Good looking out. Best Buy Best Buy has the best the best process, I believe. They do. They have the best process, but they don't have it in stock enough, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, I think Best Buy does the best at uh keeping away from the bots. Yeah, they do. 
agreed. Yeah. By the way, they I, make you check out. I don't know why. I don't know why they just don't go to a lottery system. Yeah. I, it, you know, that's the way a lot of like the ABC. Have listen, you seen the way the ABC I, I store that. does that? I said they should just do it register. like like ten, like the sneakers, sneaker yeah. spot to do. And yeah. you go in, you join the lottery, and then they tell you if you were selected. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, finish finish line, finish line has the best lottery system that I think I've seen. Mm. especially considering that they have that it's not even that they can just sell you a pair of shoes they need to sell you the shoes in the size that you need and they still make it work with like a lottery system and people get their stuff mm -hmm. so yeah lots of yeah. opportunity to improve that for sure and i but i think and i i think that you know the scalpers and everything are going to be an issue no matter what but that lottery system definitely helps right yep um, for sure well, gentlemen, well, yeah, um, let's let's jump into our topic. I mean, uh, you know, first of all, let's do this because we have to. It's time for the news. And to point out, you know, we took a little bit of time talking today uh, about video games because that's part of the fun that is video games, the the, the social aspect of it. Um, we're going to be diving into just our thoughts around uh, this time of life that we're in with pandemic and everything um and how video games have kind of shaped some of that um video game playing has risen to a new level with consumers time playing up 14 percent over last year the desire to stay connected and entertained while stuck at home during the pandemic has driven online gaming popularity in fact gamers across the globe are playing video games an average of eight hours and 27 minutes each week one, my question about this uh, AP article is who in their freaking who has eight and a half hours a week to play video games? Good on them. But yeah. the the point the point is I don't think eight hours a week. It is. I raid eight hours a week. Yeah, I know. I wish I had more time to play video games. I mean, I could do. I could <laughs> literally do eight hours of division between Friday and Saturday. See, I don't, I don't have as much time to play on the weekends anymore. Maybe that's my problem. This is an isol This is an Alex problem. I mean, listen, there were periods of time where I was doing two hours a night, Monday through th at least Thursday. Yeah. Now, granted, I don't have, I don't have a small child to keep entertained. And you know what? Yeah, Eight I, hours, and I have at either. least two hours after Vanessa goes to bed before. I'm going to bed. Sometimes, you know Probably what? Sometimes, sometimes it might end up being eight hour, eight and a half hours a week. When I really think about the time I spend streaming, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. taking into account the fact that I'm playing games while I'm streaming during the week either. Because if I stream Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, you know, I stream on Mondays, but that's talking about video games in a podcast. That doesn't count. So the time that I'm actually playing games. Oh yeah, dude! I hit eight and a half hours. Hmm? Yeah. I hit nine hours doing that. Yeah, because it's usually from like eight thirty to eleven thirty or eleven or something. Right. Yeah, See? easy. Wow. It's yeah. Now I would say though, yours is different because you are kind of streaming as a as a type of employment versus people who are just spending the eight hours as recreation. Yeah, like vegging like yours out. Yours is a time investment. Yeah, time investment versus somebody who's just kind of vegging out. But I, I still don't think eight hours a week is really that much. No, you're right. And, and thinking about that time, you know, they, they talk about uh, in, in this article, um, you know, thinking about the social aspect of, of gaming and how much time people are spending. I think that this is – we talked about it on the show, but it's worth broaching again, like – the fact that gaming can open up so much of that opportunity for people to stay connected. Um, like for my team at work, I've hosted, cause I've got this whole setup down here. I've hosted Jackbox digital game nights where I've just fired up Jackbox on my TV, hooked it up to zoom. And you know, like we were able to play games and stuff that way and, and hang out that way. Um, 
thinking about the time that we spend every Wednesday now, raiding together. Like that's super fun. How does that work? Like how do the people on Zoom see your TV? I have it hooked up to the computer. Okay, so you're running the TV out into I have well, the, the switch hooked directly into my computer through the encoder in my computer that helps. Oh, okay. All right. So it's not it's a capture card. TV. Okay. Yeah. Well well, but Jackbox, they have to run it on their computer, right? They can do no, it from their phone. Can, yeah. Well or they have to run it from something. Yeah. So they, they fire you know, fire up Zoom on their computer and then right, yeah. in, so in a browser next to it you know they just do that and like that's a really cool way to that's a great team building exercise. yeah those, but those yeah I made a... beats I the trust fall yeah i, I want to actually and i want to talk about some of the they talk about some of the findings of this report that that we're talking about uh, gaming and adoption to gaming um did he go ahead before i, I start on that i was a little surprised that it was only only 14 percent um, we've been stuck at home for a year, <laughs> really. If you think about it, yeah. We, 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 well, we haven't, gone to, we haven't been able to eat but, in a restaurant. We haven't really been able to go to a sporting or or or, con or concert or anything like that for almost a year. But I, I think I think the question you have to also the thing you also have to consider is how many of the people are in careers or 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 um job fee uh, job fields where covid may have actually required them to work more hours interesting but on the adverse there's people that have worked less hours too yeah but you know 14 percent is still a big number when you look at probably like the conglomerate of like hours in video game time that people that perhaps like the entire population plays I don't know. I saw fourteen percent as a pretty like ten percent is pretty substantial, and then you get more than ten percent. I mean, there's still that's a lot of time that that people are spending playing video games anyway, and it's going up. And then you look at some of the additional findings on the report. Um, so half of global gamers, fifty three percent, say they made new friends through online games in the past year. Uh, and one in three, that's 36%, say the ability to interact with other players is extremely important. Um, I love how we're bringing in, like, yeah, we, we couldn't achieve the social, uh, what we need, the social necessities as human beings. So we, we still found it in a different place, right? Opportunities for interactivity and social engagement are likely drivers for video game adoption with the majority, 64%, of global gamers saying they started playing video games in the past year. And that is the, I think, the the cherry on top for it for me, where there are more and more people like starting to get into it. I'm still trying to get Deanna into games like Animal Crossing. I feel like she'd love it. She just doesn't want to, but I'm like, oh, like you would love it. But you look at games like that that are really approachable. That that game in itself, I feel like, accounts for so much of the adoption of video games um, over the past year. What, what are your guys' thoughts on some of those statistics? Uh, well, okay. So I absolutely have met new people this past year that I probably would not have met. Um, I definitely have enjoyed the social aspect of gaming with new people. Um, you know, especially in, in the raid team. Um, I think we've gotten a few extra people that we might not have gotten in our raid teams. Totally. Um, without them having come to a game that they might not have tried. They didn't have the time this past year. Um, and I've really enjoyed our sessions, um, streaming with you, uh, doing, you know, meeting, uh, Getting to know, you know, like Loud Roar and um, and Smile, and, yeah, and Smile uh, a little bit better. Um, those have been really fun sessions. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I've absolutely met new people, gotten more into it um, this past year. Yeah, for, for sure, sure. Yeah. for sure. Jadimes, what are your thoughts? Have you been? Have you met a uh, lot of new people know, gaming in your world? Nah, nah. Um... I mean, I have like primarily have us, played with right? the same people. 
Yeah, I mean, the couple of times that I played with you, we've played with people that I didn't like. I think the night we played the played Raft, um, whoever mm-hmm. we played with that night, whoever our fourth was, was somebody that I didn't know. Um, but for like the division, for instance, like I played with the same group of people um, primarily. Matter, of, I, I will say that with I guess in the last the last couple of months since I've been back, we've got a new person in our clan that I've been playing with. And like, she she was new. Um, She wasn't playing with us when I I took a break for like, I don't know, maybe three months where I I didn't play the division pretty much at all. Um, But yeah, other than that, it's primarily the, the same group of guys. We've actually lost a couple of guys that are kind of, kind of taken, taken respites from the game. I don't know if we'll see them back before uh division three comes out or maybe if division two gets new content um but uh yeah same same crew not not a whole lot of variety i put i mean but the flip side to that is i do play with a lot of random people i just don't tend to talk to them yeah that's that's a really actually that's an interesting place that i'd like to take the conversation next um i prefer to not engage with people unless i know them in video games i've kind of made my like little group of friends people that uh have approached me from listening to some podcasts and other things like that they've been really cool and you know we have our our little online community especially in discord and stuff especially with the raid team those are great people to play video games with but otherwise there's a toxicity that exists that has made it kind of (laughs) hard to to want to meet new people um, I, so sometimes I feel like I can always meet people like, and I was, yeah. I, I'm the king of mutant. Like when I used to play call of duty, I would meet people in heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Like I would just mute everybody from the opposite team. Cause I didn't want to hear any of them. Um, but like some of the things that we do in the division, it is helpful when I can talk to the people that, when I can talk to the people that I'm playing with. So like if somebody sends me, uh, a, a chat invite and like we're playing a mission together or like you know we're doing we're doing the summit which is like the, the division two's version of a raid yeah well no i guess it's not really their version of a raid their version of a raid is a raid um but it's the summit is kind of like this skyscraper where like every floor they throw new challenges at you and your your goal okay. is you have to clear like the Torghast. floor and say what it's like Torgas and wow right now stop yeah it. Stop using the bad words on. <laughs> Made explicit. Um, so sometimes, like, especially when I know I'm playing with people that just maybe aren't as experienced, like, yeah. it would be helpful if I could talk to them. Yeah. Because we, like, just, like, set some level of strategy. Um, And I did, like, last year, like, I was on these marathons grinding for uh, certain gear pieces, which meant I was playing, like, heroic versions of missions like over and over and over again but i was playing with random people so like that was helpful to like sometimes be able to talk to them and i didn't all the time but there were a couple of a couple of guys that i did like we did get into a voice chat and like try to try to work out what we were going to do um and a couple of those guys are on my friends list but like i haven't played with any of them again but like, at least I know, like, okay, like, if I'm looking for a random or I want to join a game, like, I could probably join their games and it, like, wouldn't sure. be a problem. It was it was funny because, like, one night, it was basically people from all around the world. So it was me, a guy in Canada, a guy in Brazil, and a guy from, I think maybe he was in Australia. I can't remember if he was in Australia or, like, Israel hmm. or someplace. Like, wow. someplace far away mm. um australia and, we and israel all... are very different places too yeah i just can't see, remember which which see, country yeah it was. you're you're interacting with somebody all over the, from from all over the world that is so cool yeah it's yeah. really cool and and listen and none of them were douchebags you know what i mean like well that you know and that's the a lot of them are a lot of times you you can find douchebags there yeah. there are some there's this guy so, i play with on wednesdays his name is diddy he's a jerk he's this a guy oh he's always dead all the time <laughs> he's out here pulling the titanic <laughs> he's a sinking ship yeah diddy what were you saying uh i don't know i was just being an old man now he's forgetting <laughs> uh you know the other thing the other piece to some of this is 
technology requirements, right? Um, another thing that they talk about in this article is uh, gamers are now expecting their their consoles to perform better. They're, they're driving, you know, demand for next generation consoles. They ex they expect fast gaming experiences. Um, binge gaming is at an all time high, and also. Um, this is also on on the flip side of of technology not necessarily explicitly but the ability to spectate and watch games has increased you know you think about what we do here on twitch all the time we're watching people play games but people will also need to invest in better hardware to be able to do that on their pcs in some cases or they want to make sure that their infrastructure can handle you know online gaming whether that be their internet connectivity, um, the ability to play the newest and the best games so that they can connect with people. That it's so there's there's an added layer to this. Yeah, like we want to be social, but an added layer of technological requirement that has kind of come come from that. I don't think that is a game breaker if you can't no pun intended uh, if you can't do some of that stuff. But it's driven demand, which I think is an interesting observation right i think the infrastructure available to people has increased significantly over the last year yeah i think because there is so much demand for bandwidth and for um uh, for that ability now i think the companies have have said you know what we if they we give it to them they'll they'll uh they'll use it so I, yeah i think i think the uh the infrastructure for it has absolutely increased. Yeah, um, and I I know Verizon's throwing stuff at me all the time now, you know, to go to Gigabit. They Tell say them. I'm a grumpy old man. They say Tell I'm a grumpy old man. Tell them they'll work their deal. Tell them you know Tim Wilson. They'll make it work. <laughs> See, they'll give it to me free for a year then. <laughs> yeah, man. Tell them you know Tim Wilson. Tim Wilson's like, yo. I don't know why he uh, said I, grumpy old man twice, up. but something about that. Um. One thing about that, uh, uh, the the spectator aspect. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I hardly ever watched somebody else play games before. Uh huh. I, I'd watch a little bit of Overwatch League and 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 uh, MDI when Blizzard started that is like one of my favorite things to watch. But I watch a whole lot more of it now than I did. I before. do too. Um, I, 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 I watch a lot more of it. I watch a lot of Twitch and people playing on Twitch. And uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, I really did a lot of that. And then things started to pick up in different directions at work and the kids and, and other things where I wasn't able to do that. But uh, another thing, just thinking about the spectator piece, a big part of this pandemic, and I've been really picking up the streaming and stuff at night, I have made more and more friends and built up more and more of the community through that through people jumping in and watching me play phasmophobia a lot like people yeah. would jump in and watch me play and then want to play with me and that built up a little following right like that was that was cool in itself but and it inspired i know it inspired a couple of people to want to stream it themselves and then that required certain ability to stream because their computers weren't strong enough or, or whatever mm -hmm. so there's there's uh, that spectator piece, I think, rung true for me as somebody that creates content to be, you know, spectated in, in some cases, right? So I thought that that was a that was a piece that stuck out to me personally. Um, yeah, I'm even watching games that I don't play, which is yeah, which By is the, really different. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. I would have never done that before. You know, I have never been a person that really will watch someone stream a game for long periods of time like when they dropped the raid in division i did watch a little bit but i'll watch a video about a got somebody playing the game like somebody coming up with a build or talking about like a new weapon or new content or something like that but i've i, I don't i can't sit and just watch someone play right long periods of time like will can will will would sit and watch somebody play yeah will jumps in and watches me play yeah. a bit like it's pretty yeah. cool um yeah i mean like i can watch you play but like even when i'm watching you play i'm normally like doing 
something else like I'm multitasking or something Oh, thanks, like that. Jade. I'm so you're not paying all your attention to me. I'm so offended. I am not, sir. I am not, sir. <sighs> oh, my God. Um, I'm going to go find a table to flip. Um, But at least I'm honest. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I see that there is there is a market for it. I tell you what, I have figured out in 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 the um, during the pandemic is that I don't like I could replace cable television with YouTube. I could too. I and I feel like I did. I mean, maybe the best money I've spent is that eleven bucks a month I give for YouTube premium so I don't have to watch ads anymore. Yeah. But I watch so much content on YouTube. Hey, remember how I talked about it like a few years ago, how I was like, I will never buy YouTube premium. Guess what I've had for like a year now. I had no, <laughs> I had no intention on keeping it past the six months that they gave me. Yeah. They gave me some ridiculous deal. Six it was like months? $3 a month for six months. Damn. That's a and good deal. Like, yeah, I was getting rid of it. And then, like, I got to the end and I was like, I can't go back. No, how do you? Like, I, I'm not watching ads anymore. No, sometimes, because I have a few different YouTube accounts for, you know, like, when we upload stuff. Like, I have my main YouTube account that I, like, my creator one. And then I have my personal one that, like, I watch stuff on. If I accidentally go onto the creator account and I go to watch a video on that account, and I'm like, the hell is going on? Why is there a commercial here? Oh, that's right, because I'm not on my account. I watched a husband and wife build a log cabin from scratch. That's right. Like three videos on YouTube. I'm sitting here telling Vanessa about it, and she's looking at me like I got a third head. She's like, what the hell are you doing? What? Why? And I'm just like, this. it's just interesting. Like, the interest I have in woodworking is very minimal. Like, there are some things I want to learn to make by hand but like i i would never i could never see myself being like yo i am going to build a dwelling in the woods that's what yeah by hand and i watched this couple i mean it was fascinating but i, I can tell you what not to do with woodworking and that's try to replace your wooden balusters with iron ones in a mm. house that has prefab railings in it it is a <laughs> pain in the ass <laughs> hear me whoever the hell built this house yeah pain in the I, ass. i've watched people replace the stairs like build new stairs i mean like there's so much content out there and they make it look so easy they and make it, it look it, it really isn't because they've done hard, it a hundred times they've done a hundred times and they have the tools to do it uh, anyway. I, it took me it, it took me probably four hours to replace three balusters that's a lot of time. Guess it, what? It, it, I, just, buy, I pay I, somebody. Because, <laughs> you know, because every, okay, so you guys know how it is. Anytime you start to do any project, it's more involved than you, than yeah. you can ever yep. imagine that it is. And yep. that's true in computers. That's true in Way more house, involved. Yeah. house repairs. That's true in routing audio for streaming. <laughs> but you know setting up zoom all of it it's it's always more involved than you think it's gonna be but it's also like and, and this is true of anything that you start right like you got to go through it a couple times and you do you have yeah. to also have the patience of a loving caring partner who's going to put up with all the crap that you make them go through and testing all of it like cooking and stuff getting that weber grill was a great yep. example of that <laughs> got a, a lot of uh, trial uh, and error I'll say this though: you them three balusters in the basement, nah. they look damn good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. And then, you know, um, Diddy, I want to, I want to bring it back to the video game topic and and talking about just doing something different. You know, this article from Kotaku. You want to cue this piece up? Uh, yeah. So, um, so here's a radical idea. Let's turn every social space in a video game into a menu. So by social space, you know what we mean, like uh, a central hub that you log into before you go do whatever it is you got to do. So is this really a good idea? Would, would you be better off with just a menu when you start the game 
or is it a good idea to actually have that social hub where everybody hangs out before they go do whatever they're going to do? So I found this article fascinating. And the more I thought about it, the more intricacies of it that really started to present themselves. So there have been games that do this really well. And then there are games that just suck. <laughs> so one of my big complaints about, um, uh, uh, what was it? Dauntless was that it was very repetitive, but when you entered the starting area, you had to run all over the damn place to get anything done. If you wanted potions, you had to go to some dude over there. And if you wanted more, wanted to upgrade your armor or weapons or turn in tokens or whatever it was, you had to go to somebody over there and then somebody up there and somebody. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass. It was just, and, and that's sort of what this guy was talking about is, couldn't you just turn that into a menu? I'll give you another one that, that's really going to hit close to home. The division is a pain in the ass. Did I have really? to? Go, did I have to go back to the to the um, White House? It's been out long enough. That's not a spoiler. And I have to talk to three different people to do the different things that I want to do. Well, just... so listen. In in, in defense of my favorite game, that's only really true up to a certain point like at this point i don't need to go back to the white house unless i want to like you get to a point where like you don't have to interact with those people anymore to get to get projects but the thing i'll say about that is at least in the division they wrap it up in the story. Like there's a story driven reason why you need to talk to a particular person or why you need to get that particular person to the white house so that they are of use to, to the team. And then when you get past a certain point, you don't need to do that anymore. But like, I don't know for me, it's also like, at what point do you experience the bigger world you're in? I actually like what the division two does and, this this article talks about Outriders, and it does a very similar thing. Destiny does a similar thing. Um, I you know I think that for for me it feels in its current iteration it feels very transactional, which it's meant to be, but it doesn't feel it feels more transactional in that like there's not a whole lot of um soul behind it. Like we've used that term before, right? Like soul in in uh like the crowded streets of whatever city you're going to to sell at and i think that that's kind of the middle ground where both of these perspectives that you guys are bringing uh brings to life but in the meantime like i don't mind going to that person because it makes me feel a little bit more invested in the world and like where i'm going uh and also it gives me opportunities to run into people like to see that guy with oh look at his cool armor you know and I I actually equate a lot of this and Diddy I'm here I'm I'm curious to hear your perspective I'm like Oribos, Shadowlands like what does that how is see, how Oribos, is this different different I I like Oribos because it's all in one place it's compact yeah I, it's yeah it's very compact it's very um together. but it feels so sterile God of War did this perfectly you went one place yeah, yeah. to do everything and it was and it was weaved into the story exactly yes perfectly done oh i'm you so glad went you went to there. the dwarf you went to the dwarf he did your stuff for you mm -hmm. you could buy whatever you wanted to right there it was it was done perfectly that i'm really one, glad you went there with that uh one that's done uh well horribly was was uh anthem uh, yeah well that, that was done Alex's horribly favorite in, a game. Of, in a lot of ways 
I, I haven't one eighty'd on a game so hard in my that. entire life. Oh, what was the other one? What was the other <laughs> one that we played? Where you have to go talk about fifteen you end a power suit and you uh An anthem uh, Anthem? Is that Anthem? You have the power suit? Go talk to a Power Ranger. Is that what you said? Yeah, you go get your you green ranger on. Get in the power suit and Yeah, yeah, that's Anthem. Yeah, that was Anthem. Okay, yeah. Yeah, someone was awful because you had to go talk to 15 different people and it was down the tunnels and you had it was like a maze to get down there and it was. That's a good example really? of a bad design. Really? Yeah. No, no just... I feel you there. But like Outriders, for instance, which we'll, we'll spoiler alert, we'll yet. talk about. It's not. It's not as bad. You know what I mean? You know who else does this really well? Is Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk did it really well. It's all in your. It's all in your your um apartment. Mm -hmm. I really need to start that game. So when you're back into it, yeah, it's great. They did it really the well. The PC version is on sale now. You can get yep. the PC version for like twenty five. Oh, apparently the last patch fixed a lot of. Really? All right. Yeah, they just out the patch at the beginning of the, uh, this month. Yes, beginning of this month that apparently fixed a lot of the glitches and stuff. So, so. my character's wiener won't right. pop out of his pants anymore sporadically. Matt, I think well, you're yeah. doing that intentionally. Yeah, and, the, and your boobs Man. don't show through your armor. Ah, of course. You're about to catch an in-game charge of intent. So, so, sidebar here. Yeah. My my wife is sick of watching me play Assassin's Creed. How fucking long is this game? It, it, Valhalla? It's fucking yeah. long. <laughs> she, she, I told like, you, it just drags. To something else other than Vikings... And it drags though, right? Have. Like, do you feel it, like as a player oh it drags or what? Yeah, so I'm like, holy shit, just get to the I, end. I cannot fathom that this game is as long as you all say it is, just based off of how long it took me to get through Odyssey. Yeah, you're you're gonna feel like me. Like again, I thought Odyssey was. Crap, and thus, right? I haven't started it because I'm just like, well, how long am I gonna have to play? It's good. It's it's a fine it's, game, it's, but it just at some point you're like, okay, kill me already. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so I'm like, how many more factions do I have? To bring I clear. I and it? I cleared the entire board, and it was dozens of hours. Oh, I, oh, oh God. Yes. I'm like, I'm, I, I hit 50 plus I'm, close to 60 I, hours in that game. Probably. Yes. I think it said I'm 60 hours in. Yeah. Cause I'm going to do side quests and crap. Yeah. I like I stopped myself. doing the side quests cause I was like, I just want to freaking I'm not doing them anymore though. Yeah. Um, I run by the piece of armor. I just don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> but you know, thinking about that, thinking about that from a social perspective and, and this goes right back to the conversation that we were just having, like. At what point, you know, when you're in a multiplayer game, for instance, is does do these like interactive menus essentially because like you're in like a little hub or whatever. I I, I feel like that is a that's a fine way to be social. Like I, there's it's limited in its social capability, though, because it's not like you go around Division two, for instance, Tim, like emoting players and whispering them sweet nothings uh i feel like i, never do that. I yeah, feel like how many people actually use that hub as a social but i think that it's a game it's to, playing a game together that makes it but social. like to my point in wow you can go to oribos and start typing and like people will start responding in, in a game like outriders or division or any of those looter shooters there's a wall that you hit because of the design of the game and I, and I just wonder if there's, like, my takeaway from this article and what you're talking about is that there could be better, like, there it's untapped potential. I know that you, you all you want is a button to push to be able to sell stuff. And do, I think that there's untapped potential in the immersion and capability of that immersion a, as a player. You know what I mean? Like, why, why can't we strive for something that is like, Freaking! I I run in and everybody knows it's me because you know like and I just start talking to people and I, I you know maybe there that's a recipe for getting trolled or whatever but like I think that there's so much more potential to be leveraged in these social hubs. Walking up as your avatar, you know, getting that sort of same effect that you see in Ready Player One, right? Like you walk up, people know it's you, and you can start interacting with them as the character or whatever. Like that that's kind of rad. 
Yeah. Am I, am I, I alone I in that or? I don't. Well, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't think any get any of these games do that. No, no, I, I know um, that they don't do it, but like that's where I want it to be, which is complete opposite of what Diddy, Diddy wants. Like very transactional. I feel right. Yeah, I, I like I said, I don't, I don't see any benefit in making me run to five different places to get done what I need to get done in the hub when when the social aspect of the game is playing together to accomplish a goal well so i mean all right so from like my perspective like division two so tomorrow morning because tomorrow morning is the reset for all projects i'll log in i'll probably log in like first thing in the morning um maybe while i'm on some call that i'm not listening to or whatever <laughs> Not, not that um, your bosses are listening. That's fine. Yeah, no, they're not. But um, or before my first meeting, I'll log in. I'll go to the main vendor in the White House, and then I will go to the blueprint vendor, and then I will run over to the clan vendor, who all sell different things, right? And if you're not in a clan, you don't have you don't get to go to use the clan vendor, which means a lot of times you miss out on like better stuff because the stuff the regular vendor is pretty crappy. And then I'll run upstairs and I'll turn in stuff for the weekly shade project, which means I'll get an exotic cash for the week and a named item. I'll do those things. And then after that, I don't really have a reason to come back to the White House for the rest of the week. Yeah. You know, like, see, I can, it be, but that feels be so empty. Like uh, yeah, no. like at, at that point no, though, but, like the white, but the but it makes sense within the confines of the game. Like the yeah. White House is the hub for all the division agents. Like that is your home base. Now I could go do almost all of those things at like another home, another base in the game. Like I could go to the theater, I could go to the campus, and I could do all of those same things. Um, but all of those places have a different standard vendor. So like. I might miss something that's for sale at the White House mm -hmm. if I just go to the camp. I mean, theoretically, I should I should on tomorrow hit all of the bases, all three bases, and check out what the vendors are selling mm -hmm. at each one of those. I typically don't do that. Um, actually, what I really do is in the morning, I get on YouTube, and I go look for the video that somebody's put out about what the clan vendor, <laughs> what the vendor resets were. No. And then that tells me which vendors Jay, I need to come on, hit dude. on Tuesday. No, listen, I've got two creators that every Monday, every Tuesday morning, they do the vendor reset video for the week. Jay. And they go to every vendor in the game and they tell you what's there and if it's any good. I watch that video and then I decide which vendors I need to go hit. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yep. This is what I'm talking about. They but are, I love that that's somebody's job. They, they, they've made that their job and their calling. Yeah. They've they've they love this game and, so much. And that listen, they do it's that. one of the it like for 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 both of the guys that I watch, uh, Patrick Wolf and nothing but skills. Um, it's probably one of their top viewed videos of the week. Wow. I, I think Jay Dimes is making my case for me. <laughs> what so but to so i i'm i'm right there in the in between you guys because to to j dime's point i want to be immersed in the world and i want to feel like the world matters but i'm also on diddy's point where if i had to just go do stuff very transactional like that's kind of how i feel in wow right now in oribos like i just walk in and i'm like oh let's go to this guy none of this is none of this really matters there's very little soul no no pun intended again because it's shadowlands and we're in you know, the afterlife, but anyway, mm. you know, there's very little soul to that experience. I want to feel like I'm in, uh, like there's so, something matters in everything so here's that I how do. I would change. Here's how I would change that is I would want, be able to walk into the white house and there'd be a, a concierge there that I could talk Wait, to. A concierge what? Go... A concierge what? A concierge. What? Concierge. A conciliary. A con Which, conciliary. The Godfather? And, and he would go and do those things for me. Conciliary. Con like I no, no, no. We're not. We're not moving past this. Concierge. In the person who does it. Yes, you're right. The the more accurate person would be the concierge, not the conciliary. Conciliary sounds like 
like that Concierge. French guy who lost the the French no, Indian no, no, no. War. And... So the Consigliere is normal was like the Godfather's like go go between. Like he was the guy that nobody could kill, but he would have the discussions with the other. Oh, okay. Yeah. And broker the truth. You guys and broker the deals. Scarredon like in in chat is even blowing my. Mind. I've never heard this term in my life. Have you never watched The Godfather? I've watched The Godfather. How did you not hear the name Constantine? I don't know. I don't know. It's all through the movie. I'm a well-traveled individual too. Like I've never <laughs> heard this shit before. <laughs> oh man, who is the guy? Tom Hayden was a consigliere in Godfather. He was played by Robert Duvall. Oh, consigliere. Oh, you have to add the little bit in at the end of it. Yeah, look, look, Scardon is he's he's. That's what I'm saying. I have no idea. I I had no idea that this was a thing. But what Don really wanted to say was the concierge, because the concierge is not going out to do your shopping for you. The concierge. Oh, well, it's not, but you know, you understand when it's so you have a dude. Wait, what are we talking about? Okay, you have a guy. Yeah, yeah. You have a white. You have a White House intern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, is, that is not that is not wearing a black dress. The agent is going to get himself in trouble. That's not wearing a black dress. Jesus. Uh, it's a blue dress. You uh, watch. Yeah, it's a blue dress. Yeah. Uh, these things for you. No, Diddy, stop it. <laughs> so no. You don't have to no! go talk to the people. We don't, we don't talk about that. People got impeached for this shit. Oh, man. <laughs> Technically, he didn't get impeached for no, the affair. He got impeached for lying for it. I know. Lied yeah, you can't it, lie about it. You can just tell the truth. Although I contend, I ain't mad at him. I don't know that I would have wanted to tell the truth either. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so uh, social hubs and video games, guys. Do you want a consigliere or do you want to experience and the world like J-Dimes and I do? On Monday nights. Uh, let us know. E- email us, joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Or Yo, this whole topic I, listen, of, I'm, of I'm, social I'm going to talk to a guy that does a podcast about movies, about you not having seen The Godfather. I've seen The Godfather. We had a whole... We yeah, we had a whole I haven't seen Godfather two or three yet, but he didn't pay attention. No, no, listen to me because remember you I it was your movies. No, no, you one of you. Did he was it your movies? Wasn't me. No, I wasn't on that one. No, no, no. I'm saying that gave me the movies. I have the movies upstairs. I watched the first one. I gave you the movies. Because like two years ago or whatever, when we first started this show. You guys gave me so much shit because I had never seen The Godfather. And you're like, you haven't seen The Godfather? No, I hadn't seen The Godfather. I finally saw it. I haven't seen Godfather. I haven't seen Godfather 2 or 3 yet. 2 is better than the first one. Yeah, I know. I got to get there. Okay? Just leave me alone. (sighs) All y'all suck. Anyway. It's been a fucking pandemic for a year. You haven't watched Godfather 2 and 3 yet? I know. Listen. (laughs) Look at Jay. Okay. I got him. <laughs> y'all need to y'all need to calm down. Okay. All right. Let's talk about. I can't. I, Jaden's mic broke. I can't even hear him. Oh, there he is. Jesus. Um. Oh, that. That that that's. We need to we need to put that into a highlight for the uh, for the show. <laughs> That's that's the title of the show. It's been a goddamn pandemic. That's 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 the show title. Um, so I wanna I want us to jump into the uh, to the video game review. By the way, here we go. Let's see this. Yes, because I want to talk to you guys about a game that is currently being uh, demoed right now. If you have a console that can play it, Outriders. This is a um. This game is so. First of all, this is very much like a looter shooter sort of a deal, similar to what you experience with Destiny, Division, everything that we've been talking about tonight. Um, and so it's very appropriate that we talk about it. This game feels a lot like what I wanted Anthem to be um, in the world building, uh, and also it really actually I, I I enjoy the play style of it because it reminds me a lot of the play style of the division which i really enjoy playing that third person over the shoulder hide behind cover sort of deal but then you have the powers of destiny that you get there where you play a certain class and you have certain abilities uh whether you're 
a like a tank. You could be a pyromancer, or whatever they're called. You light people on fire. A technomancer, where you're deploying turrets and using technology and grenades and stuff. And then um, I'm playing a trickster, which is basically like a rogue, and you can stop time and uh, melt people with time. It's kind of rad. So this game is is pretty fun. I, I have to say that I've been playing through the the beginning parts of the campaign, uh, and it is very approachable. The combat is very satisfying. This is the same trap, though, that I fell into with Anthem. Remember, a long time ago when Anthem first came out, I was mm -hmm. like, this game is great because the combat feels super smooth, feels super awesome, and I'm a freaking ninja. I feel the same way here. Trickster's basically a ninja, and I love the combat, and it feels really good. Um, but this game feels a little deeper than what I was experiencing with Anthem. So I'm approaching it with a bit of cautious optimism. Uh, it feels different because there's mechanics around, you know, like some of the bosses and stuff have cast timers. You can use abilities to interrupt it. And I, that's a mechanic I enjoy in, um, in MMOs in general and rating and stuff. And so, uh, it's PVE only for now. Um, but there, the expectation is that PVP will come. So I can imagine what that's going to be like in PVP. There's, um, the the combat is also while it's while it's fun it's it's it is genuinely challenging and there's a lot to it that can be uh that, that you, where you can really combine powers and do some other really really cool things with um with group play and you can have up to four people in a party and people can have you know one or the same you know uh role it doesn't really matter but um everybody brings a little something different to the table depending on your class so uh, this is one of those games where you have to choose a class and you stick with that class So uh, as your character. So make sure that you do a little bit of research. I did a little bit of research on the Trickster, found that to be enjoyable, and I have to say the gameplay has been fun. Uh, the game is by no means perfect. It does feel a lot like a, like a, like a demo. <laughs> for it really feels like a demo like there's there's certain sync issues with like vocals and stuff and, and certain sounds that make it a little distracting does that take away from the enjoyment of the game not at all there's nothing weird enough to take away my enjoyment of the game i haven't played enough of it to to see if that really bothers me though so that's just coming from somebody that's played through uh, you know several of, of like the side like maybe like three or four of the, like the side missions and then you know some of the the campaign like three or four main mission campaigns uh missions and and that's been overall it's been very enjoyable so you can play this for free until april 1st when it comes out when it comes out on april 1st any of anything that you've done up to the point like in the game that you know it stops you at a certain point in the campaign so it's not like you can play the whole game right now but you save your character progress to that point so when the game goes live you can actually continue where you left off which is great that's very satisfying by the way um that said it's also cross-platform so you can play on whatever platform you want with whoever you want i was playing on my xbox series x with somebody on a playstation 5 and that was a great time um, the weird thing right now is that voiceover IP does not work. So we were on our phones <laughs> talking to each other, uh, as we were playing, um, but a little bit distracting, but not, but not terrible. They do plan on putting voiceover IP in the game for cross platform, especially, and that'll, that will be, uh, tremendously helpful. So look forward to that. Um, what I'll leave us on is just, um, you know, the, the game comes out April 15th, or I'm sorry, April 1st. If you do have a uh, desire to play this on Xbox, it comes with Game Pass Ultimate. That is a great deal. Um, if you ask me, this is a great, great title to have on Game Pass Ultimate. So um, do yourself a favor and try this during the demo period that we're in right now. Again, you have, a you know, like another week or so to try it. And, uh, and and let me know your thoughts. You can email joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Uh, gentlemen, do you all have any interest in trying this? I, I, do. I do. Fun fact about this game. Mm -hmm. It is published and created by People Can Fly. Yep. Which people may know them from Bulletstorm or also from Gears of War Judgment, 
which is the most your hated favorite, version of your that favorite game, game. In the franchise. <laughs> your any, favorite game. Any word on the PC version? It'll be available. I don't know about April first. My 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 um, anticipation is that it will be available April first. Um, but as of today, you can't play it on PC. You can't play the demo on PC. Yeah, I haven't seen the demo on PC. So yeah. So, um, but like you have a PlayStation Five, Diddy, you can play it on PlayStation Five right now and at least try it. And then when you when it does come out on PC, your character will be right there too. So, um, very satisfying. I, and I'm I'm interested in playing more of it. It is the sort of game though where I'm not going to play it by myself. I enjoy those games with people. So, um, maybe we we dive into a little bit more of that. But I've been enjoying it. Um, gentlemen, that'll be a show. Why don't we go ahead and uh, oh, there's Jada. Why don't, why don't we go ahead and clap that out? Everybody listening at home and uh, and hanging out with us in chat, thank you for being here. You can join us live twitch.tv slash alexlbsu on Mondays at eight thirty p.m. Eastern. Um, and any of our contact information, if you want to follow us and all of the things that we do on the internet, head over to joystickandmouse.com, and you can see where we stream, all of our social media stuff, etc um so let's see what else oh leave us a five star rating on on itunes or apple tv if you guys enjoy what you listen to that helps get the word out all right dudes let's call it here gentlemen uh diddy after you see you later folks jay dimes take it easy and for me be good to yourself be good to others take care bye-bye If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>